0: I'm Robbie Burns, and I'm Craig McClellan,
1: and this is Semester Two of the Class Nerd Podcast, connecting teachers to the
0: productive world of apps. Good morning, Robbie. Good morning. It's uh another uh, another episode. We're I'm excited about this semester. It feels like it's going well. Yeah, I have a good feeling about this one. Um,
1: we've been covering some of our favorite topics. Some of those are topics that have involved technology that we've been exploring since the last semester, and others have been top-voted user topics that we left in our survey at the end of semester one. Uh, And I believe that today's topic is one of those two.
0: Yeah, it is. And uh, before we dive into that topic, I just want to say that for the first time in our history of recording this podcast, my wife and children are at home while we were recording, and uh, they're the weather's just kind of gross here, and there there wasn't really anywhere for them to go. So uh, you may hear some noise in the background. It may not be the most professional recording we've ever done, um, but I have a four-year-old and a three-year-old, and they're loud. Um, so uh, just wanted to prepare the, uh, the listeners for any exciting moments they might hear in the background today. I, I'm looking forward to the ride. Yeah, it it should be interesting. I'm hoping, you know, I know we're not a video medium, but I'm hoping that we have something like, what was that viral video with the BBC broadcaster where his kids came in the background and were doing funny things while he was trying to record? You know what I'm talking about? The... I do. I'm glad you brought that up because I was just thinking that. Oh, man. We are going to get into a topic that was requested in our uh, end of semester one exit tickets, And, uh, we uh, we were asked kind of what's the difference between task apps, reminder apps, project managing apps, habit apps, how do we use them? What does that look like in the classroom? And so um, never ones to shy away from talking about productivity. Uh, we're going to get into that today. Yeah, I think it's a great topic
1: because so many of the types of apps that we're going to talk about today are... Well, they have similar crossover, at least their user interface presents itself very similarly to the user. And I think what's also interesting about them is they're all they're all designed to manage areas of one's life that I often see other friends, family, and colleagues of mine using calendar and reminder apps. Um, and I think the reason for this is because all of the different types of areas we're going to talk about today involve to some extent, Doing something like being, you know, informed of something that you want to do and then acting upon that thing. Um, But there's, you know, humans are, we're made up of what we do and there's lots of different things we do. There's work related things, there's projects, there's just needing to be reminded of an idea at a specific time or place. And then there's habits that we want to build over long periods of time. And I think that we have you know, we're living in a time when there are so many apps out there that you can find one that has a very, very particular way of helping you to grasp and manage that area. I'm saying the word area a lot. I guess what I'm trying to say is like a task, a reminder, a project, and a habit app all manage different types of ways that we conceptualize the things that we do, I suppose. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. And I think also, It's about variety because we as people are all different. So, what works for me and what I need, you know, I might be able to manage a lot of these things in just one app, um, which I don't. I have a couple. Um, But, you know, my wife, she uses one thing. Um, A lot of people just use one, maybe even none. Maybe they use paper and pencil to keep up with this kind of thing. But I think. Us being able to have this conversation about what the differences are can maybe help our listeners make a decision about what might work for them.
1: Yeah, for me, you know, a lot of people look at my workflow and see that I am using different apps for all of the different topics we're going to talk about today. And they think that that's needlessly complex. Um, Personally, I see there being some kind of separation as to what these different things are as actually helping me to... Be more productive and more sane. Uh, A classic example is like, I don't really want my task management app where I manage the different subtasks within different projects. I don't want that to remind me to meditate every day. Like, then something that's supposed to help me to be to have a clear mind is now all of a sudden this like stressful thing (laughs) I'm thinking about all day long, and that could potentially even have like a like a red circle around a checkbox if I don't do it on time. So. For me it it's uh you know cr- it creates a little bit more sanity to have a, an understanding of the lay of the land with these apps.
0: Yeah, you know some people going to a, a different metaphor. Some people like having you know one multi-tool that can do a lot of things, but it may not be the perfect screwdriver for every situation, um or the perfect wrench or, or whatever. I I I'm not the handiest person, so I, I'm stretching myself with this metaphor. Uh, whereas some people prefer to have the exact, like, a lot of different screwdrivers that can do each it, less a jack-of-all-trades thing and do one thing really well. And so I think you and I fall somewhere in the middle of, of that, um, but we do like to have some separation and have different tools for different things. Yeah, Absolutely. Well, do you want to kind of start talking about different, like the idea of what a a task manager is?
1: Yeah, so the way that I break these down is a task and a project manager is a tool that I will use for something where a singular list of checkable to-dos is not enough control. Um, So if I need to be able to manage long-term projects with tasks, multiple tasks that have different due dates and deadlines of varying length, um, I need to be able to tag different projects and tasks so that I can look at them through different lenses so that I can organize and sort them in different ways um, I need something that I would you know put into the task project management app category um, if I just simply need to be reminded of a thing that I need to do at a particular time and place I will tend to use a, a reminder app uh, the you know the the one that comes to my mind is, you know, most phones uh, and computers have some sort of default reminder app for for us as Apple users. It's the Reminders app, and I tend to keep this a place where things that I want to pop up on my phone or watch at a particular time go. So, like taking out the trash, like that's a time-based thing. Um, but again, like I, just for me personally, I don't want that to appear in a project anywhere that I'm managing. And then there are habit apps and habit apps are things that can help you to develop positive habits (laughs) over, over time. uh, And that give you tools that are particularly useful for measuring the consistency of those things being done versus singular one time, one off to do's that fit into a different kind of context.
0: Looking at some examples of these things, in terms of task and project management apps, the big ones that I know that you and I use, I use Things. Um, I know you have traditionally used OmniFocus. Um, we actually one of the first podcasts we did together on your other show was a battle between Things and OmniFocus. But I, I, I think, what well, am I spoiling too much? Can I, can I tell what's happening right now? Yeah, you can tell what's happening right now. <laughs> Somehow I have convinced you, and maybe not just me, maybe life, but um, you are currently trying out things. Is that right? That's right. I am almost to the... Oh gosh, it feels like it's
1: been forever, but yes, I'm almost to the end, I think, of week one of this experiment. Um, I have tried to switch over to things twice in the past year and a half, and it did not stick. I am forcing myself to go at least two weeks this time around so that I don't get hung up on you know switching back to what's familiar. like I'm allowing myself enough time that it will not be very easy for me to like transport back over my other two do's if I want to go back to Omnifocus. Um, and yeah, I don't want to spoil too much but this does piggyback off of last episode where we were talking about scaling down on the complexity of of the tools that we use, in particular tools that have a lot of automation. Um, And so Things, you know, has a, we've talked about this before, it has a really clean user interface and offers some simpler workflows. So, yeah, I'm trying it. And it's, you know, I don't want to spoil
0: too much, but it is going pretty well. Yes, I'm proud of you. Now, uh, I mean, I'm excited because I like, I'm competitive, and, but in reality, like if OmniFocus works best for you, it, it, you know, we get to the end of two weeks and you're like, Nope, I need to stick with OmniFocus. I'm not going to be offended because it's, it's a personal thing for me. Um, and I've, I've written a blog post about this. So again, I won't go too in depth, but I was using Todoist, which is another one. Um, I've tried OmniFocus. I've used Todoist. I've used ToDo. Um, I've used lots of, of apps things has stuck with me for over a year now because it was the right balance of being organized and but not stressful and you know Todoist has this like gamification where you get points for completing tasks and completing all your tasks for the day and i became like so obsessed with it that that became a stressor and managing my tasks became more stressful than the actual tasks themselves, which in the middle of a stressful job should not be the case. And so things provides enough features to help me stay organized, but not stress me out about it. And that, you know, that balance for other people might be at a different place, but it, I've, I've found the right spot for me in things.
1: Let me back up for just one second and kind of address like, what would all of these different apps actually offer? Because I know a lot of people who are just fine using the Apple Reminders app. And the Apple Reminders app is great for managing singular lists, but it gets to be a little bit complex uh, or rather too simple a tool when you're managing multiple different projects that have varying different due dates of tasks within those projects. And I think this kind of merits just at least a little discussion of the getting things done methodology, which is based on David Allen's book, Getting Things Done. Um, OmniFocus and Things are traditionally the two, uh, they're like both centered in the Apple ecosystem of apps, and they're the two that are like just Historically known as being modeled after this methodology, in that both of them allow you very, very quick and easy ways on Mac OS and iOS to get tasks into your system without having to really think very hard about where you're putting them. And then both of these apps also store those tasks in what's called an inbox, where you then can, you know, as, as often as is comfortable for you, you can go in and you can process all of these tasks and you can assign them into different projects. You can tag them with keywords that make them easier to sort and search. You can give them different due dates and deadlines. And I love this idea that, uh, things in particular calls them, uh, it's a today list that you can have things appear on and then you have an actual deadline, which is like, this is the absolute last second. I can do this task and OmniFocus calls these defer dates and due dates. But the concept is the same. It's this idea that once you give something the designation that it does not need to appear on your to-do list till a certain date, it is out of sight and out of mind until you boot up the app that day and see the tasks that you've assigned for that time. So this is like the perfect teacher, stressed, barely keeping it together tool. Because what it allows you to do is with some work up front, It allows you to stop worrying about things slipping through the cracks because every task that comes into your mind is immediately and easily entered into the same system that syncs across all of your different computing devices. And then once you give due dates and deadlines to things, you don't have to worry about whether or not you're going to remember that task because when you're looking at the app, if you are, you're going to always see a list of what are those things that you need to be focused on in that moment. I don't really have anything to add to that. That was great. Sweet. Oh, no, I'll just say, so if I could really quickly, like if you're thinking, okay, if you can sense that we're really trying to avoid talking about things in OmniFocus (laughs) because I'm trying a new tool lately, I'll just put it this way. In my opinion, if you don't know anything about any of these apps and you want to know, like what should you try first? This is where I think things sit. I think that things is... Definitely like the next step of, hey, I want to organize things with due dates and deadlines. I want to try to have every task easily put into an inbox. Uh, I want to apply some tags. I want to do some like project management, but without a lot of overhead, without a lot of things that I have to learn, things is an app that is like everything that it can do is immediately accessible the second you open it up for the first time. It is the tool that I recommend to most people. It is affordable. Well, no, it's... it's. I'm sorry, I'm thinking of another one I'm going to talk about in a second. It's definitely... It costs, but it is definitely the, the one that I recommend to most people. OmniFocus is for someone who has a whole lot going on and really wants customization. You want power over how you organize the stuff on your task list. You want to be able to create different perspectives of how you look at that data based on keywords. It's, it's very, very good for that. But they both ultimately have a lot of sh- this, a lot of the same features as one another uh, to do to me is the one for people who are looking for something free uh, to do is collaborative and it's, got, it's also
0: cross-platform yes. uh, OmniFocus and things are only on Apple
1: yeah and and things so I'm sorry, let me rephrase things is the one I recommend for most people if you are on all apple stuff to doist when I like go and do my music tech presentations and stuff at various conferences to doist is usually the one where everyone I can see everyone picking up their pen and like writing it down because it's like you know the word free really resonates in education yes um other honorable mentions I know to do is really popular on iPhone and
0: mac and i, I- a lot of people i and just because it's the new thing i keep being tempted to just buy it to try it but i don't want to deal with that a uh, good task is is becoming increasingly popular because it takes apple's reminder app and uses that as the back end and syncs using that but also adds its own kind of layer on top of it so that you can have tags and more projects and things like that on top of Apple Reminders, which is really an interesting idea. Yeah, I like that idea too. All right. So speaking of Reminders, um, what, are, what are some uh, Reminders apps that, that we can use? Well, there's one on every iPhone called Reminders. Yeah, you know, I I do use the Reminders app some. Uh, my wife and I, because it shares really well via iCloud, we keep our groceries list in Reminders. And I have um, a few tasks in there. Like, um, for instance, at Christmas time, um, we had a real tree and it needed watering. And so I just had every three days water the plant like at 6 p.m. And it just while I was playing with my kids or doing something after dinner, just go ahead and water the tree really fast. So I don't forget. Um, And that's a a great use for reminders.
1: Yes. The grocery list idea is really good because it is so easy to share a reminders list with another user. You actually, if you set up iCloud family sharing, you also get automatically a family list and reminders, which syncs, Without having to do any setup, you can just, you know, add stuff to it and everyone in your family will see those tasks all in the same place. And, you you know, you mentioned groceries. There's actually, there's a whole other category. I know this is not the grocery nerd podcast, but... (laughs) but, (laughs) That's an idea right there. Yeah, we... We'll mark that down. Okay. <laughs> um, there's actually uh, my wife and I have been trying a great app for the past eight or eight or so months called AnyList, and it's if you want if you want to be a real grocery power user, uh, this this app will actually pull from a rem- Apple Reminders list. So if you have a grocery list in app uh, in Reminders app, you can still ask Siri to you know add this to my grocery list. Um, but then it'll pull all the stuff from that list into it. And then it's also got its own shared, uh, you know, you have your own shared list of groceries, but what's cool about it is like, you can have certain tasks be associated with certain grocery stores. You can, it'll automatically learn the order of the aisles of the store and like reorder the, you know, the, the things that you need based on, you know, your patterns of usage, Uh, It has a lot of really cool features. It integrates with Alexa. And I mention this because, again, like I have seen and heard of people who use OmniFocus for their grocery list, and that just makes me go insane. The idea of, like, I'm at work, and I'm trying to figure out, like, what's the next step and a task to getting my next concert organized, and I see a giant list of all the groceries I'm going to get
0: when I go to the store later. Like that's just madness. So I think, yeah, you just really hit on, you know, even the thing like watering the Christmas tree. I I don't want to see that at all while I'm at work. And so small things like that, that aren't actionable, you know, it, yes, I do keep some personal things in my task manager, Um, you know, if there's a bill I have to pay or something, but that small things like groceries or things that aren't really like task, task, but just small, like a quick chore or groceries. I don't want to see that in things. And so that's why I use a different app.
1: Now there is a, an app and this is my preferred reminder app. Uh, I've been using this for quite a while. It's called do, and this is, I would say that it does not work well for things like groceries. You know, like it's not like really a list based app in the same way that you might use one of the previous two we've been talking about. But it does take time based tasks and it adds another layer on top of them. This is like the quintessential, if you're letting stuff slip through the cracks as a teacher, this is the app you need app Um, what it does, it's very, it's most headlining feature is that it takes the due date of tasks. And then if you don't check the done button, when it pings your phone, it just keeps sending you the notification and you can actually customize how far apart the repeat notifications happen. You can even customize snooze buttons that show up. So if you don't want to check the done button, you can click remind me in 15 minutes, remind me in four hours. And this app, really, like, it just runs my life, at least the part of my life that has tasks that need to be done at a particular time. And a a great example of this is, um, I might use a task app to remind me to, you know, I'm sending a list of my students who are going to audition for the all-state band, and I need my principal to sign that list before I put it in an envelope and mail it to the, edu- the state-based educators' association. Like, that's a task I can do. I can I can do that in any crack of time in my workday. But something that's due might be, okay, it's fourth period, and I think I used this example in a recent episode. It's fourth period, and I am organizing a group of instrumentalists to perform at an upcoming school event, but one of those instrumentalists is in the other band director's class and I'm sitting at my desk. I just need something to ping my phone and say, hey, it's the beginning of Wind Ensemble. Go grab John and you know tell him the time that you're gonna rehearse next, something like that. Like That's the kind of thing where if I'm sitting at my desk and the reminders app pings my phone, but I'm in the middle of typing an email, I can ignore that and my brain will just keep racing and racing and racing through all of my to-do lists until eventually it's like four hours later And I remember,
0: oh man, I was supposed to do that thing. You know, I have used Do in the past, but lately I don't know if it's like a setting I have on my phone or with notifications, but it has not been super reliable for me. For instance, I've kept Take the Trash Out um, in Do for a long time. And the past two weeks, it has uh, not reminded me of that. Um, leaving my poor wife when she's trying to get our two children out the door to have to take the trash out. Um, so I have switched that over to reminders to see if, because that at least it will leave it on your screen. And I don't know why it's not reminding me. It's everything set right. Um, but I, I'm having an issue with it. And But that's not a common thing that I've heard. So I don't want to discourage people.
1: Yeah, I and one of the things I like about reminders is that if you are using the Siri watch face on your Apple Watch, you like it'll show up in a timeline-based view. So like if you're in the middle of a calendar event and you have a reminder set for like 5 minutes after that calendar event ends, it'll show up in context of all of your other stuff going on that day. Now, of course, there's kind of two issues with this. Issue number 1, we addressed in, last episode, uh, in the last episode where we talked about some of our frustrations with the Siri watch face. But the other challenge for me is that I, I really wish that the reminder would just stay pinned to the top of the Siri watch face if you don't complete the task and it eventually just kind of goes away.
0: All right, well, um, let's move on to habit apps. This is a category that I've kind of struggled with Um, For the same reason that I struggled with Todoist, Um, I have used, many times I've tried the app Streaks, um, which is a really well-designed app. It has a great Apple Watch app, but basically you can set different tasks to say, I want to do this every day, or I want to do this three times a week, whether it's um, meditating or logging your food um, that you eat, or reading your Bible or um, saying one nice thing to a coworker or, you know, just anything. And then you build up a streak and it's kind of gamifying creating habits because you don't want to break your streak. But again, just like with Todoist, I found that it was stressing me out more than anything. And I also found just knowing my personality that once the streak was broken, I was terrible about getting it going again. I just never really could. I could do it once. And then if I failed for some reason, I was never picking that streak up again. So for me, I never found that to work, but I know a lot of people really, really like being able to track habits. And I think you're one of them.
1: Yeah. It's funny how what you just mentioned is a problem for most people, whether you have an app or not. (laughs) Yeah. Breaking the streak is the most demotivating thing. Um, yeah. So habit apps, I mean, I think these are important and if you look in the context of the teaching lifestyle, I mean, you know, a lot of, a lot of positive habits involve our mental or physical health, uh, which help us to be more focused on our job. Um, but there are also habits that can be directly related to your job. Um, you know, for me, one of my habits from time to time that I'm trying to build up is to just read a little bit of a musically enriching book once a day. So, I mean, ha- yeah, Habit apps are, they're, they are, in many cases, they do have the same idea of being like a checkable or a completable thing that a person can do. But the user interface of Habit apps tends to lean a little differently. Um, Streaks, you mentioned, is... Certainly my favorite. And what I like about it is it's actually, it limits how many habits you can create. Um, you can actually, I think you can actually create more than six now, but it, the user interface has these six circles on it. And the idea is you assigned each of these circles, a thing that you either want to do, don't want to do, or a thing that you want to do for a certain amount of time during the day. And you, uh, you know, you tap on these little circles once you've done the thing but i love the concept it's it's just a mental thing for me like okay just focus on six things and uh you know it, it counts how many days in a row you've done the thing it has beautiful little animated icons about like that you can assign to each task so it's just got this really friendly and richly designed interface that keeps you You know, I'm honestly, like, if you're the kind of person who's motivated by gamification, just the fact that the app looks so good makes me want to open it. And and then I see all my stuff that I have to do. And, you know, Streaks does have a lot of health-related slant these days. Uh, It has a lot of tie-in to the Apple Watch and to the iPhone's ability to track workouts. So some of the tasks now, if you simply do... A particular action that your Apple watch or iPhone detects as health related, it can actually automatically check the streaks thing for you. So like, for example, if you work out for 30 minutes and your Apple watch tracks that 30 minutes, it'll just automatically check the exercise for 30 minutes thing in, um, in the streaks app. And it actually goes the other way. Now you can have drink 90 ounces of water. That's currently one of mine. Drink nine. My nutritionist said I have to drink 90 ounces of water, which by the way, does make me a better teacher <laughs> when I am hydrated. Um, feeling energized and not lethargic and just feeling my best definitely gives me a different energy that I really need to have when I'm in front of 65 band students, two periods back to back. And that particular task when I check it in Streaks, it automatically feeds the Apple Health app 90 ounces of water data into the little card that tracks water consumed. So it's cool. It's got integration with health. They just make it as easy to use as possible
0: and I just really like it a lot. That's awesome. You know, the other, just sidebar here, the other uh, Habit outs I don't have any experience with. So... I'm good with um, just if one of us wants to say there are some others, um, but you know, we're most familiar with streaks. um, I'm good with that. If you are, if not, you know.
1: Yeah. I mean, the productive app is really popular. It's, it allows you unlimited habits. You can customize a lot. You know, you have a lot more customization as to like when things are and how often things are supposed to be completed and, then there's another one, gosh, we'll have to put it in the show notes. I can't remember the name of it, but it's. I think it's called Habit RPG. It gives you a little animated, like, 8-bit RPG-looking character, and then when you complete, you know, when you do your habit for the day, you, like, get experience points, and then you can, like, with your experience points, you can fight monsters with other people who use the app. <laughs> awesome. It's pretty fun. Um I'm not that motivated by gamification, <laughs> but it really is cute and fun. Uh, and I do recommend it if that sounds cool to, to you, any of you listeners out there. So the other thing is, and this is where I actually, we, we maybe should have started with this, but um, this is what I see most people who are unaware of any of the apps we just talked about. This, this is what I see them using to accomplish this, and that is, in addition to the Reminders app, I see a lot of people putting tasks in their calendar, and then I see a lot of people putting checklists in Notes apps. Um, I I don't have a ton to say about this, other than that, uh, the getting things done methodology, which I don't follow religiously, but I do, you know, follow the parts of it that I think are really strong ideas. And one of the strong ideas from getting things done is that a calendar is a very, very bad place to put tasks. Um, And this is because you, if a task is not actually time-based, then you most, what most people do is they ignore the events in their calendar and then it just creates extra noise in your calendar, which distracts from your focus of what actually are the things that demand your time and attention. I mean, to me, a calendar event is like something that is, it happens at a fixed period of time that usually involves other people, things like meetings, things like I put my classes in my calendar, I put my, all of my private lessons in my calendar, things like that. Um, the only exception is when I have a lot of tasks to do and I need to ensure that I create enough time to do them, I will schedule a meeting with myself in the calendar and then I will check off some tasks. So uh, notes apps are also decent for really quick checkable lists. Um, Sometimes I just find that it's a lot easier to work when some of my other research documents and text is in the same place as little checkable boxes. So for example, um, I was planning my school's uh, solo ensemble, Festival. It's a it's a county district based event where students can go to perform a a musical selection by themselves or with others. And I had to manage like which kids was I registering, what were they playing, and who had paid me. And it just made so much more sense to do that in a note. I did it in Apple Notes, and I had like a little checkbox for every kid who had paid me. Um, But I was also able to type text anywhere I wanted. In these checkboxes and then I was also able to drag in the necessary paperwork and documents into that note for quick reference uh, in addition to um, any other necessary relevant URLs links so it's just it was just a nice place to sort of put everything rather than having my documents be over here my tasks be over here Um, so I use that from time to time but typically not for my main
0: daily drivers just simply because I can't really assign a task a due date right I do the same you know I use bear uh, as my notes app but also for lesson planning and if I'm writing a lesson plan and I need to remember to do something to prep for that um, a lot of times like as I'm writing the plan I'll just put a little checkbox in the plan. And, you know, that morning, the morning that I'm doing the lesson and I'm reviewing it, I'll go, oh yeah, I need to remember to print out this particular thing. Or if it's something that's like super important, I actually have a little shortcut um, that searches the text of a note and pulls out any checklist and adds them to things. Um, so that can just, while I'm in the middle of brainstorming and planning a lesson, I can write down anything that I need to do as a checklist item in that note, but then convert it to a task in things really easily.
1: Yeah, I think that's the one thing that allows the notes to have a connecting thread to task management. Is just that ability for some of these note apps to just basically allow you to share that URL to the clipboard and then
0: put it in the notes field Yep, of a to-do. It's great. And I'll put that shortcut in the show notes. Well, I think that kind of covers it. Unless you have anything else you want to add.
1: Yeah. um, This uh, very podcast recording was a calendar event in my calendar, but editing it later will be a task in things within a project called the
0: Class Nerd Podcast. I love that. And then when you're done with your edits, I will have a similar one for going and doing the audio processing and stuff. So it's, uh, it's a system. We've got it right on. All right.
1: Well, hopefully this has been super helpful to you all. We'll be back in a short bit with another fresh topic for you. But until then, stay classy
0: and stay nerdy.